Hello, this is Victoria Vandenberg with the uh, Biscuits Buttered Podcast. I'm in beautiful, beautiful, verdant, uh, illustrious Gary, Indiana. It, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful here. Gary, Indiana is quite possibly the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. I want to live here. I don't care what anybody says about it. You've got beautiful sandy beaches on the uh, lakes of uh, the Great Lakes. I don't know which one. It's, it's, it's one of the Great Lakes. We've got beautiful sandy beaches. Ruins of an industrial empire of the past. Of giant manufacturing buildings that are all over. And uh, you have... Uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told y'all this, but I've always had a love, an affinity for uh, deindustrialized towns, seedy towns that used to be great, but have now fallen into disrepair. And uh, Gary, Indiana is a winner. Okay, it is a winner. If you want to drive around and see empty buildings, uh, buildings falling in, old factories and uh, industrial buildings that are no longer in use, that now gangs and crime are, are uh, initiated all the time in these old buildings. Even old, like, beautiful, the, like the remains of cathedrals that are, like, falling in and are absolutely gorgeous still to this day. Um when you look at them in their own little way, they're gorgeous. You know, ruins are gorgeous in their own little way. And no one thought to take care of this stuff. No one thought to keep it up. They were just like, oh, we're just going to all fall in because everybody's leaving. This town lost over half of its population. Um, and it's really showing it. But I'm here today. I delivered a, a truck full of goods and I uh, finally got time to uh, pull over and uh, do a podcast because I did promise I did promise a podcast uh, an, an extra podcast this week uh, and I wanted to deliver that uh, to my loyal fans which I've noticed that I'm uh, apparently getting very popular in the UK I don't I don't know uh, now the people that were in um, the, the other Europeans that were watching my show, they, they've been slacking, okay? They haven't been, they haven't been listening to the show a lot, but I noticed that I'm really picking up steam in the UK. Lots of people all over the UK, and not even really London, just in like small towns. And so I guess I'm, and that's where I'm from, people. That's where my lineage is from, okay? Uh, a long my family's been in the States since the uh, 1700s, early 1700s. We're practically Native American. But before that, in the 1600s, that's where we were from. Foggy London Town. Middlesex. Is that how you say it? Middlesex? Middlesex? I don't know. I just know that that's what Ancestry.com told me I was from. Basically, 76%... Um, 76% English... And the rest is Irish. So, um, basic, I'm basically a Londoner, uh, according to Ancestry.com. Um, how did I get on that route? 
Oh, yeah. There's lots of fans in the UK now. So I want to focus primarily on y'all now because y'all are treating me good. Uh, as you know, I've done several things to try to get this podcast up off the ground, right? I've tried to appeal to the incels. I've tried to appeal to China and Z. Uh, that didn't seem to have worked. Every once in a while, I get a listen from China. But, you know, it's, it's not working out. There's a lot of conflict now between the states and uh, China. Apparently, we're going to, like, go to war with China because China wants to take over Taiwan because Taiwan uh, produces semiconductors and China wants to have, like... Uh, I guess a monopoly on that. I don't. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. I've been, you know, I try to listen to what people say. I listen to all kinds of different podcasts. I listen to news in an attempt to find out what the fuck is going on in the world. And um, that that's about what I can tell is going on with that. But I have no hate towards Z and China. I want Chinese listeners, and I want y'all to be here with me. But right now, I'm appealing to. Uh, I guess I'm appealing to the UK more. I don't know. Uh, I forgot all the list of the towns that were listening. And um, I want to think Kensington was one of them. A lot of different places. Uh, and I respect you a lot for uh, listening to the podcast. And if you could tell your friends, spread the word. You know, even, you know, get on Reddit. Get on, get on all these other weird apps that I don't use. And... Uh, tell your friends about the show. Share the show. You know, let them know, like, hey, there's this crazy person who lives in Alabama and podcasts every week and just goes on rants about anything and everything. And and you should share that with your friends. So this is uh, Biscuits Butter with Victoria Vonnenberg. Of course, hit us up on Twitter, uh, Biscuit Pot on Twitter. Um, and, uh, and we are in Gary, Indiana today. And um, just to get back, this is uh, Gary, Indiana, to me, when I look at it, you know, it's like 30 minutes out of Chicago. Um, and it's just devastated, uh, just devastated, just de-industrial town, uh, was a big manufacturing town and lost its manufacturing base. And it's just been hollowed out. And this is like the symbol of America to me. It's like, it's the thing where I'm like, hey, this has not only happened here, it's going to happen everywhere, all across the country. If you don't stop sending our jobs overseas, undercutting people's wages, not giving a fuck whether they can afford a home, not giving a fuck whether they can afford their health care. You know, it's like our economy has went to this place where... All, our whole economy is just based on uh, ideas now, right? Like it's just people in New York who move around money and do financial transactions and come up with new ways of doing financial transactions, or it's like tech. It's not any like tangible stuff. It's just like ideas and apps and tech, I guess, which I guess tech is a form of it, but... Most of it's, you know, not tangible. And I just, I feel like, you know, for a healthy country, we need, because some people are just good with their hands. You know, some people are just big meat-headed people like myself. Just, I'm just a big meathead. 
And my primary, my primary task in life is just to be able to go in and physically manipulate things with my body. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of people like that and they got to work. So I don't see anything wrong with making sure, you know, maybe we'll have to pay a little more for stuff. You have to pay a little more for your shoes, pay a little more for your iPhone. Um, but, uh, I would rather have some, uh, weirdo. I'd rather have some weirdo in Gary, Indiana, um, building that phone than some little tiny one-year-old Chinese kid, hands bleeding, you know, rather have it made it right here in America. And that's as far as I'll get in on that rant, but look up Gary, Indiana. That's what's going to happen all across the states, especially once all this AI and tech kicks in that give give them a reason to fucking fire all of us. You know, I heard Wendy's is now going to have um, AI uh, order takers. So you're going to walk in and there's not going to be anybody there other than like a little AI thing that's going to be like Hal. And Hal's going to be like, what do you want today? What kind of shitty burger that's going to end up killing you do you want today i don't know it, it, it's not good it's not a good situation but i promised you um an episode about utah and i promised you to get on here and talk more about utah um but the problem is today is uh, i'm i've been very busy this week trying to get my life back you know, like when you leave for a week and then you come back and it's like, it's kind of hard to get back in your old groove, you know, like I exercise every day. I run every day. I, you know, do sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, you know, I try to, try to keep this body in shape, my meat vehicle. Um, and, uh, I've just had a hard time getting things back in order. So I know I did one on restaurants, uh, on either was a Monday or Tuesday, um, and I wanted to do one before I leave for Bowling Green tomorrow. Me and Raul are going to be spending a wonderful day, wonderful two days in Bowling Green. Uh, I'm hoping to visit that uh, Mammoth Cave. I doubt I'll be able to because it's like pouring down rain. But we're, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, eventually, we'll get to it. But I think mainly we're going to just be in the hotel fucking. Uh, and outside of that, I think we have to take his mom out to eat. So... Um, which I'm hoping that'll go good. I don't, I don't really, I've kept a distance from his parents. Um, so maybe, maybe it'll go good. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, me and him got into a little, you know, he got mad at me because I went to Utah with my dad for a week and, uh, you know, he, uh, basically, uh, told me he wanted to break up with me Saturday night, uh, just to get me worked up just get me worked up i was like oh you want to break up with me what the fuck and he's like he's like see now you now you know how it feels to be alone and i'm like oh god i'm dating a fucking crazy person um but you know uh it's better than being alone and um i do love raul quite a deal he's very sexy very sexy uh you know that porn star rizzo armand or whatever his name is kind of looks like that very sexy um and um you know, he's very sweet to me when I'm with him, and uh, we, you know, we we have a pretty good relationship outside of his uh, outside of his depression and uh, getting mad at me for you know it's something I had planned for like years. 
I had planned, you know, my father had this trip planned for years, and I don't understand what the big deal was. Um, but I can understand how it's hard to be gone from your partner. Me and him, hopefully in the next couple of months, are going to be able to move in together. I've applied for other jobs, uh, higher paying jobs, so I can get me a house and we can, uh, we can be very happy and, uh, we can clap cheeks every day. It'll be wonderful. Um, okay. So two restaurants that I left off to get into the Utah, two restaurants that I left off on my restaurant review last week or last Tuesday, whenever it was, I posted it. Um, there is, and I'm hope I'm saying this right in the Salt Lake City Airport, there is a place called Waysach, Waysach Pub, Brewery, something like that. Well, anyway, they make their own craft beer. And, um, first off, the food at this place is really, really good. I had a, a bison burger. My dad had just a regular traditional burger. We really loved our food in this place. Good, good food for airport food. And, uh, you know, we, you know, started drinking beers. And I tried uh, my favorite new beer. On the planet, my favorite new beer, Polygamy Porter, out of Park City, Utah. That's where they're located out of. And it's uh, called Polygamy Porter. It's got some polygamist on the can of the beer. And uh, I had to buy me a shirt. It says, I tried polygamy. And then on the back, you know, it has the polygamists. And they they say, oh, you can't try just one. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with that. Utah... I got to tell you, Utah was so different from what I thought it was going to be. You know, like, all of my, everything that I'd ever seen of Utah, I just pictured it being really boring and um, just really boring and just kind of weird. And I, I just didn't think, I just didn't think I'd like it, right? And then I get out there and it's like really cool and... Um, you know, as soon as I got... First off, they just rebuilt or built a new Salt Lake City Airport. The Salt Lake City Airport's, like, really nice. It's, like, as nice as Denver's airport. And um, really beautiful on the inside. Lots of great restaurants and shops and things to do. I super enjoyed uh, that airport. But uh, if you get the chance, try the Plague Porter because that was wonderful. I believe it's called Waysach. Um, so... You know, we get into Salt Lake City. Uh, we stay at a, a hotel near the airport. Uh, and one of the things that I immediately noticed, like, I was expecting a bunch of pasty white, like, weirdos. And then I get out there and everybody's Mexican. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is way different than I thought. Like, ever, everybody's Mexican. Like, me, me and Dad go to the Walmart closest to the hotel. And we're, like, the only white people in this walmart and so and there's all these like latinos of all you know kind of like um i don't you know they got their own style you know like um you know you'll see like uh gay men but they're dressed kind of like thuggish and they'll like have their shirt crop like cut off and showing their midriff and it's just kind of like and, like, there's gay pride everything. Like, you go in the Walmart and it's, like, gay pride everything. I'm like, this is... I expected this to be more backward than Alabama. And I get here and I get into the um, 
Walmart, and I've never seen a, a Walmart that sold gay pride products. Like, you go in, there's like gay pride shirts, gay pride this, gay pride that, and I'm like, fuck, this is like, and then like the whole Walmart, the whole Walmart was like selling, there's like these Mexican cookies called Emperor or something like that that are really good. Um, they were selling that, like everything was like Mexican products, it's like a Mexican Walmart. And I'm like, oh, this is this is different. This is really unique. Um, and I I eat those Mexican cookies because uh, Roel uh, gave me some once, and I really like the Emperor ones. I, I think they were the vanilla flavor. I can't quite remember. But um, anyway, Salt Lake City, completely different than I thought it'd be. Uh, you know, we ate at that D's family restaurant, which was amazing. Uh, I didn't get to go down and see the Mormon temple or Mormon tabernacle, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was just, a, um, you know, it was a whole different vibe than I thought. And, you know, the thing about Salt Lake City is, like, you look out and it's like you're surrounded by snow-capped mountains no matter where you're at in Salt Lake City. And I noticed, like, everybody's kind of, like, chill in Salt Lake. You know, not, everybody's just kind of chilled. No one's raising their voice. No one's, you know, it's just kind of like everyone's chill, you know. And I, I really, really, Salt Lake City was kind of what I expected Denver to be, you know. Because in Denver, you know, the mountains are farther off. I uh, expected everybody to be chiller. But I think Salt Lake City is way more what what I would expect out of Denver. But anyway, that's just my opinion. The fucking whole trip was amazing. No matter where you're at in Utah, it's fucking beautiful. Which, uh, I, I think scenery-wise, it way outdoes Colorado. Just way outdoes Colorado. Or pretty much anywhere I've ever been. You know, I, I've been to a lot of different places. Yellowstone. And I think if you want to see animals, go to Yellowstone. And the scenery's also spectacular in Yellowstone. But Utah really amazed me because even when you're outside of the national parks, you think to yourself, are you sure I'm not in a national park? Because this sure does feel like it should be like a park of some sort. Um, so another restaurant I forgot to review on that last uh, podcast is a Thunderbird restaurant in Mount Carmel, Utah. Uh, and the reason this place... Um, stuck out to me is it their sign said home of the hoe made pies and it has like a sexy woman as their symbol the hoe made pies and i was like i, I told i told dad i was like we we gotta stop in here <laughs> see what's going on in here uh and i did when we went in this restaurant i actually um First off, the food was good. It took a while to get served because, you know, everybody's kind of... Everybody in Utah is kind of like on their own time, you know. Like, I'm on Alabama time, and I expect, like, quick, you know, service or, you know. But that's a whole other thing. But anyway, the food ended up being good. I did have a weird situation in the bathroom at the Thunderbird uh, restaurant uh, where a man... Um, I don't know. I don't know if he was trying to proposition me or not. Kind of did a bad job of it. But uh, I went and I was peeing. And a guy came up behind me. A cute, cute guy, by the way. I mean, I would have fucked him. But I'm uh, not socially very good uh, at situations with people. 
So uh, I don't know how to like, you know, of course, I don't want to have sex in a bathroom anyway, but, you know, uh, this one was hot enough to consider it. Um, but anyway, so I'm peeing at the urinal and this guy comes up behind me and, you know, I, I zip and turn around and I notice he's looking at me. And then I go up to wash my hands and he gets on his knees and starts tying his shoes and blocks the door for exit. And he knows that I'm trying to exit. And I'm like, what are you doing, guy? And he just like takes his time and then even ties the other shoe while he's down there. And I'm just like hovering above him. And I'm like, uh, are you, I mean, is are you trying to like, you know, like, is this a th- like, are you trying to like, give me a blowjob? What are you trying to do? You know? But he never did, like, look up or look me in the eyes or give me a signal like, hey, this is happening. So I was like, I don't know whether this is, like, someone trying to, like, awkwardly signal that they want to hook up or or whether he's just literally tying his shoe, like, with his face, like, a foot from my cock. Um, but, um, yeah, it was very awkward and weird. And, you know, I caught him looking at me when I was at the urinal. But, uh, you know, th- this is the awkward, uh, situations that I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person, you gotta just say, hey, let's fuck, or hey, let's do this, or hey, you know, you gotta give me appropriate, I, I don't wanna, you know, we're living in a different age nowadays, I don't wanna, uh, overstep my bounds, I don't wanna overstep the bounds on, um, you know, what, what's wanted, <laughs> you know, back in the day, Back in the day, we could just, you know, you could just, you know, go in and just like, hey, yeah, I see what this person's doing and interact with them. But nowadays, I'm just, I'm not risking all that. Anyway, just wanted to let y'all know. And I, I did get a call from that bus driver job while I was at this restaurant. So I had to go out and talk to the guy, and uh, which was wonderful. There's just everybody's out of the closet nowadays, which is wonderful. And uh, the guy that actually runs the place where I applied to is gay. So, uh, that was, uh, an awesome thing. And, uh, but he told me that he didn't think the route would fit into my schedule, but they thought that they could specially make me one. So I might end up going and getting my school bus endorsement and doing that in the morning times, uh, outside of my job right now. I doubt I can, but it probably wouldn't work out or maybe on my off days. Anyway. Just wanted to give a shout out to Thunderbird. Great food. Um, Awkward situation in the bathroom with another man. Uh, I probably should have, you know, I don't want to cheat on Raul. I love Raul. But, you know, I'm a horny, slutty bitch. What can I do? Okay, so. After that. And I didn't even talk about the turbulence on the plane. So, I hate flying. Okay, I'm I'm not for the skies. I don't like. I, I get vertigo up high. And a lot of turbulence on the plane. Uh, we, I know they can't control it, but it kind of like I don't know. I I don't want to fly for a while after that because the the turbulence was so bad and uh, almost almost threw up on the way up there, and actually. On the way back, we had a lady throw up in front of us. And then we had another lady that just completely couldn't even walk. Like, couldn't even walk down the aisle. And the fucking 
And this, this is a shout out to United. Fuck you, United. Because this lady told them, like, hey, something's fucking wrong with me. And, you know, she kept ringing for them. They're like, we're landing. We're not going to, you know, obviously, you know, they don't need to get up while we're landing. But when they actually did attend to her, uh, they were like, well, she needs to board. She needs to get off first. We're, we're all like, okay, whatever, you know. And uh, she gets up and she can't even walk. And, like, the passengers have to help her get off the plane because the flight attendants would not help her. And I, I just yelled, where are the fucking flight attendants? It's like there's a lady that can't even walk. She's about to fall and hit her fucking head. And so, anyway, they get her off the plane. So we end up having to stay on the plane for, like, 20 minutes longer than we should. And I don't even know why I'm telling you this shit. I really don't. I don't know why I'm telling you this shit. Um... Because it wasn't important. I did see a genderqueer seven-year-old on the plane, on the way up. And I was thinking, like, okay, you've shaved this, you've buzzed this kid's head, but then dyed the hair. This kid literally has earrings in their fucking face. Earrings, excuse me, (laughs) earrings and nose rings and brow rings. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was legal. That this kid's got like metal all shoved in its face. And you can tell it all it already identifies as something else. It's probably like non-binary, fucking genderqueer, feminist fucking thing. And I'm just like, I know that this kid at seven years old did not just come up with that on their own. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Like, that's something you do when you're in your teens, right? That You know, like, when you start expressing yourself, it really happens in your adolescence and your teens. And I'm like, that's something that that parent is, like, uh, pushing the child towards, in my opinion, and influencing the child. Because there's no way that this kid was asking, because the kid was, like, wearing very feminine clothes and... I'm assuming it was a boy transitioning to a girl. And the child was so fucking young. And I was like, okay, like that, that's weird, you know? And then I look at the parent and the, and the parent, the, the parent and the grandmother was there and they were both like hippie kind of like Seattle-ish looking people. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that explains it. <laughs> Because, you know, like, when you're young, you know, yes, like, you know, I could see a young person going, hey, I think I, you know, like someone that young, be like, I think I want to be a girl, I want to be a boy. But this was like, just completely like, like purple hair, fucking piercings, like completely unisex, and uh, androgynous. And I'm like, there is no way that kid chose that. There is absolutely no way that kid chose that. That kid has to be heavily influenced by the parents. But that's just me. Because most people, I see, like, I could see it, you know, when they're like 10 and above. But this was such a young child. Such a, I don't even know if they were seven. I mean, it, like, they were that young. Well, anyway, I'll quit bitching about it. I do think there is a social contagion aspect 
of a lot of these people that are um, saying they're non-binary and saying they're this, saying they're that. Uh, you know, I there's female, there's male. Uh, I'll accept. Uh, there's like some kind of intersex, but once you get past that, you're just full of shit, right? You're just full of shit. I'm sorry, you are. It there, there's male. First off, biologically, there's only male and female. But then I understand that there are situations where, uh, you know, there might be maladaptions of the body and you, you might be um, ambiguous, to say. So, but then when you start saying you're all these different weird things that don't make any sense, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, that, that's just silly. That's just silly. We need to simplify this down, right? You know, and especially with all the, there's all these new sexual orientations too. Oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, you know, you're gay, you're straight, you're bisexual. Uh, maybe you're, um, maybe, you, you know, you don't like sex at all. Who knows? But to say that you're all these weird, uh, you know, new, you know, weird fucking uh, sexualities. I just, there's too many of them. It's too complicated. You're getting on people's nerves and you're, you're actually causing people to hate the LGBT community. All right. You're causing people to absolutely hate LGBTQ. You think all this backlash right now in the States where they're passing laws, that's because of annoying people. That's because of annoying people insisting that other people use their weird language, um, you know, referring to women as uh, people who menstruate and things like that. How am I getting off on the... How did I get here? How did I get on this rant? Well, anyway, just know... Don't, don't burden people. Don't burden people with your identity, right? Okay? Don't insist upon yourself and insist that you're like oh you gotta call me whatever whatever you want i'm an umbrella i want you to refer to me as an umbrella you know i'm this i'm that i'm a law i'm a fucking tree you know like i'm a like there's somebody and i don't know whether this is a joke or not is online i'm a wolf i identify as a wolf it's like no like just stop it you're 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 you're, you're causing a lot of heat on the lgbt community and uh, you're hurting the community. All right, we're gonna move on for that. Didn't mean to go on a rant about uh, gender care, gender queer kids. Um, God, there was another guy. My uh, father, my grandfather. I sometimes interchangeably call him father, grandfather. Uh, that's because, uh, well, there, there's a situation there. I don't. I want to. I want to explain. I want to remain anonymous. Okay, so, um, there's this fucking wheelchair guy in the Denver airport, and I swear to God, I, one day there is going to be a news article about this guy, because he was just like this little tiny black guy, little tiny scrawny black guy, who helped wheel my dad from one terminal to the next. So... This guy had the worst breath I've ever 
smelled in my life. It smelled like uh, doo-doo. It smelled like... Um, it smelled like a mixture of doo-doo, cow manure, and like rotting flesh. I've never quite experienced anything like it in my life and it was like it it hit me and i i was like oh my god what is this guy fucking eating what is this like is he eating shit is he eating like decaying animals like when he's like in between on his break or something at the denver airport i mean what i mean we met a lot of weird people on this trip and uh he was one of them and uh, I tipped him, you know, $10 for rolling dad through there. Because, I mean, it is a huge airport. But um, I just, um, it kind of just took me took me uh, by surprise. Um, and he was just so creepy. And I just, I feel like, have you ever seen the guy in Atlanta that killed all the kids, you know, back in the day? They'd go around, like, abducting kids and killing them and dropping their bodies in different places. That, that that's the kind of vibe I got from this guy. <laughs> um, I'm sorry if this uh, podcast feels rushed today, uh, and I don't even think I'm going to get to the other stuff because I'm I'm actually fixing to have to go uh, pick up something over here. So let me try to um, maybe we can do this in two spots here. All right. So there's. Yeah, so I've already covered... Okay, so we drive down to Springdale from Salt Lake City. Takes like four and a half hours. Beautiful scenery, no matter where you're at. We get to Springdale. We stop in this like little gift shop that has like alpacas and llamas. And the lady's like, I wish we didn't have these alpacas and llamas. They're fucking assholes. They're just fucking... They'll bite you, they'll spit on you, they'll do everything and fucking goddamn alpacas i mean she's bitching the whole time we're there and then i go to buy and this is actually right outside of springdale it's not exactly in springdale and i go like i I see like bracelets and jewelry and everything i'm like i'm gonna buy raul some bracelets and i and they have like a little two foot tall indian an engine as we call them and um I buy this engine, I take it up to her, and she's just looking at me like, why are you buying that? I'm like, I don't know, you're fucking selling it in your store. It's for sale in your fucking store, and it's got a good price on it, and I love, like, carved wooden Indians, something I've always loved, and, you know, something, I've got another one at the house that I got in, um, where was I, I think it was in New Mexico or Arizona one. Uh, oh, I think it was Mariotti, Mariotti, New Mexico. And uh, she, I, I just, you know, some people are retarded and don't know how to deal with people. And I, I think I'm one of them. So maybe I shouldn't judge too much. Um, all right. So we see Zion National Park, right? First off, Springdale's a cute little town. They got shuttles that'll take you anywhere you need to go. Great restaurants. Uh, great little town. Beautiful red mountains everywhere you go. So me and dad wake up early. We get into the park. Fucking Zion is one of the most beautiful parks I've ever been in in my life. There's one part of the park 
you have to take a shuttle to go through there's another part of the park you can drive through I mean first off there had been like a lot of snow melt and like rain and shit believe it or not so like the river was like overflowing while we were there so you couldn't hike the narrows in Zion but we went and um, basically we went on the shuttle tour and just beautiful waterfalls uh, the waterfalls that we've seen were kind of like what you'd see in Yosemite where it just comes off the cliff. It's so gorgeous. Um, I mean, I really... It was so flooding out there that it was actually like going over the sidewalks they had built to go see the overlooks and things. And, um, I mean, just one of the most beautiful... It feels like you're on another planet. That, I mean, that's exactly how it feels. And... Um, I can't even describe it. You just have to go... Because even the pictures I took don't do it justice. Because, you know, being there in person, it's like, man, this picture just doesn't do being here in person. Because you're so high up and you're looking off these red, like red, red cliffs. And you just feel like you're in heaven or something. You know, it's insane. And then the other part of the park, you can drive up through the mountains of it. And you can just see all these, and you actually go through the mountain because they tunneled through the mountain. And I've never seen a park this beautiful. I mean, even Yellowstone, I think I like it better than Yellowstone. Um, just breathtakingly beautiful. Um, can't say enough about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> Oh, somebody's calling me. I'm not answering. Decline. All right. And I'm about to have to leave here in a little bit. Um, okay, so I'm sorry for doing this shitty podcast and rushing it. I apologize to my fans in the UK and Europe because uh, weirdly that's where people are listening. Okay, so uh, in Tropic... Utah, which I believe was right outside of Bryce Canyon. Went to Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon was awesome. Um, we stayed at a haunted, like we reserved like a two bedroom condo and they ended up giving us a house. And I don't know what it was about Tropic Utah, but that place was kind of like haunted feeling. You just get a weird vibe when you go there. Like so we got this house. As soon as I step in, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to sleep all night. This fucking place just feels haunted. Like just this eerie feeling overcomes you as soon as you walk in the door. And, um, but it had a wood stove. So I just got drunk drinking polygamy porter and, uh, started a fire in the wood stove. And, um, that's basically all I did in the whole time I was there. And uh, I ended up not getting haunted by ghosts or hainted, hainted by ghosts. Um, it ended up being a pretty good place to stay, and uh, I would probably stay there again. But even across the street from our, uh, like, the house, like, had a hitching post for horses. Across the street, there were, like, lambs and, you know, cows and horses. And it was just a really unique place to stay. And, um... One of the weirder places I've stayed. Um, yeah. So I know this is probably the worst podcast I've ever done, but I wanted to do one before I left for Bowling Green. Hopefully I can do a better one next week sometime. 
because um, I, I feel like I'm, I had a list of things that I wanted to tell you about from Utah, because I wrote, I made a list while I was in Utah, but I left that list at the house, the house is how you say it, and um, I didn't have it today, so I'm kind of like blanking on what I was going to tell you. Well, anyway, we went to Capitol Reef. Capitol Reef was awesome. Uh, all these places are just amazing with great views, and I really recommend uh, going there. Um, in Torrey, Utah, I stayed at a hotel. We had great restaurants. There's a little tiny, tiny, tiny town. Uh, had a person on Grinder bugging me to have sex with them that was staying in the same hotel as me, but I'm loyal. I'm loyal to Raul. I even deleted the grinder because I was like, what am I doing? Why am I on this app when I have the most beautiful man in the world who loves me? Okay, so um, one thing, I dropped my phone while I was out there. One thing I'll warn you about if you ever go to Utah, there are no Walmarts anywhere. Anywhere to be found, there are no Walmarts. Uh so there, there's just no resources out there and it's kind of a good thing kind of a bad thing because it's kind of nice not seeing a walmart but then when you actually need something you're like fuck where do i go because you don't realize how dependent you are on walmart until you're in one of these small towns where you're like well where do they go for their cell phones surely they don't drive two and a half hours away to the closest walmart surely there's a place here but they'll be like like where I was at, there was a small Verizon store. And I'm like, well, that's not who I had my service with. But, you know, anyway. Um, it was, it, it's kind of an isolated place. And you actually, I don't know why I said Tory's eerie. Kind of all of Utah's a little bit eerie. Because I'm used to noise and light and cars. And it's like when you get out there, it's like you're just isolated sometimes. And it's just, you know, you, you can drive an hour without seeing a gas station you know it's um we actually stopped at several gas stations that were cut into a side of a uh mountain you know like that that's how isolated it is uh moab maybe i can finish this up before i go moab moab is fucking amazing we stayed at the uh, redstone inn and there was another hotel called the Gonzo Inn. It even had like the Ralph Steadman artwork and like Hunter S. Thompson type design to it. And, you know, I loved it because I could literally like walk from my hotel, walk around downtown. And this will tell you the vibe of this place, right? So I get to this place and I fucking crack open. I literally, I just, I go down the street. I go in a supermarket. I get another polygamy porter. I crack it open as soon as I walk out the door. And I just walk. I just walk around town with a beer open. I don't know what the laws are in this town. I don't know anything about it. I just get the vibe. The general vibe from the town is I can walk around with an open beverage. <laughs> and no one said anything to me. No one cared. I was like, fuck it. I'm doing this. I don't give a shit. So... That is uh, one thing I loved about the town. The whole town around you is like just beautiful red cliffs. No matter what road you turn down, it'll take you on an adventure. You can literally turn down a road. You'll see a sign that says petroglyphs. And you'll look to your right and there'll be 2,000-year-old petroglyphs 
in the side of a mountain that you can just walk up to. I wouldn't recommend touching them, but you could if you wanted to. And I'm like, shouldn't a park ranger or somebody be like protecting these? But anyway, that is, um, it's just absolute paradise. You know, that, that's the thing I'm trying to get to the point here. Um, Moab was paradise. You could turn, you could like rent four wheelers, rent RVs, rent boats. You could go, uh, you could go uh, boat down the river. You could go hiking. You know, uh, Arches National Park, one of the best parks I've ever been to. Uh, just red sand dunes, just all kinds of like weird uh, mountains that are withered. And it's just, it's gorgeous. And one thing about the town is you'll, one thing about this area is you'll think you're in a simulation. Because I swear to God, you will start believing you're in a simulation because you will look like I took a picture while I was out there on the left side of the picture is red dry mountains on the right side of the picture is snow capped blue mountains and it's like huh? how does how do these exist so close to one another you know like what, what the fuck like this is something's not right here you know, like there's like a portal, you know, and, you know, there's lots of like ghost stories and alien stories and everything else from Utah. And I can see why people believe paranormal shit and mystical shit from Utah, because it's, it's just odd. Everything you see there is odd and different and weird. And, um, you know, I can see why people at Skinwalker Ranch think that, there's like a portal where people are coming from other dimensions because that's the kind of vibe you get when you go to Utah. Um, it's just the most bizarre place I've ever been in my life. Um, but I just realized uh, I'm going to have to talk more about Utah in the next podcast. Next podcast, I guess, will be about my Bowling Green trip and um, and a little more about Utah because I... I actually have to drive to the next place for my pickup to head back home to Alabama. 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 That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. Um, but Utah. Don't. People are going to tell. You know, you hear about like vacation spots all the time. They'll be like, oh, go to Mount Rushmore. Go to the Grand Canyon. Go to Yellowstone. Go to all these places. Yellowstone actually is really fucking amazing. But a lot of the places you hear about, like, are like, would would not, I don't even know if they'd make my top 10 list, because Utah was so beautiful and so strange and so weird and just so different, you feel like you're on another planet, I, that would be my first place to tell people to go, because, you know, it's just like on our way back driving up to Salt Lake, we went from it being like 80 degrees to driving through towns because of the elevation you would just all of a sudden it'd be snow everywhere and it'd be like fucking 30 degrees i mean it's just an insane environment and i've never quite experienced anything like it so i would highly suggest you uh go to utah drink drink a polygamy porter um uh, have random sex with the locals um Eat some good food because we, we did usually out west we don't have good food but we had good food this trip so um had a great time in utah i want to go back i want to go back rent a jeep go four-wheeling go search for different kind of petroglyphs 
maybe go out to Skinwalker Ranch. Um, you know, really explore there. So uh, I bid you adieu. This will be the final podcast for the week. Just uh, due to time limitations and being busy, uh, I will hit you up next week sometime. And I may, maybe I'll even talk a little more about Utah and talk about me and uh, Rule's trip to Bowling Green that we have coming up to see his mother for Mother's Day. Uh, I love you all. I wish you the best. Have a good weekend.